Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. In today's Gospel, our Lord Jesus Christ states that the lamp of the body is the eye, and that if this eye is good and healthy, the body will be full of light. But if it is under the influence of evil, the body will be full of darkness. The eye to which our Lord refers is the noose, the eye of the heart. It is that spiritual faculty which, when properly energized, enables us to experience God's presence and glory in such a way that permeates our entire being, body, soul, and spirit. The theologian uh, Father John Romanides taught that in paradise, the first man, Adam, was in the state of an illumined noose through which he communed with God. But after the fall, because of his disobedience and rebellion against God through the deception of the evil one, he lost contact with God and the eye of his heart, that center of his being, which had previously been filled with the uncreated light of God, had now become dark and full of death. This state of darkness and death presented itself through man's enslavement to the passions. So Father Romanides, along with many others, taught that human nature must be restored to its former state of illumination and communion with God. For this to happen, the heart must be cleansed from passions, from the passions, and the noose must be illuminated. Human nature must be restored to a relationship with God that brings life instead of death. And this restoration must take place in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The body of Christ where the life of the Holy Trinity is available. In this sense, the church is the hospital of the soul. Within the church, we learn to worship God and seek his will for our lives. We also learn within the church to confess our sins and to turn away from them back to God. And within the church, we remember God as we encounter him, how easily we forget him. As Father John Romanides identified, uh, he, he identified rather two basic aspects of life in the church, one negative and one positive. The positive aspect, that of the body of Christ being a communion of glorification which brings love for God joy over his forgiveness of our sins and thankfulness for his many blessings. The negative aspect of church life is the battle that we are called to fight against sin, death, and the devil. Romanides taught that the more we confront the forces of darkness, that is the negative aspect of church life, the more we experience the positive aspect of church life. The more we fight the good fight against the devil and by God's grace defeat him, the more we sense the love of Christ and all of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. In other words, as we confront our sins and refuse to yield to them, the closer we come to God. One such passion that we, of course, must fight is that is mentioned in today's gospel is that of anxiety. Our Lord does not want us to spend our lives in fear 
of deprivation of the basic needs of our lives. What will we wear? What will we eat? Where will we live? Where will we work? When we are preoccupied with questions and fears such as these, we have forgotten God. We have dismissed him from our conscience because we do not think he will take care of us. <clears throat> the uh, classic work by Tito Caliander, uh, The Way of the Ascetic, uh, in that book he writes, If you wish to save, I beg your pardon, I'm in the wrong place. Let me get to the right page here. He's quoting St. Basil the Great. He says, St. Basil the Great says, One cannot approach the knowledge of the truth with a disturbed heart. Therefore, we must try to avoid everything that disturbs our heart, that causes forgetfulness, excitement, or passion, or that awakens unrest in us. We must free ourselves as much as possible from all fuss and flutter and ado over vain things. I love that I love that terminology. Fuss, flutter, and, a, and much ado over vain things. Yes, when we serve the Lord, we shall not be troubled about many things, but always keep in mind that one thing is needful. In order to bathe, one must first undress, so it is with the heart. It must be set free from the world's outer covering in order to be accessible to the cleanser. That being God himself. <clears throat> Tito Caliander writes further, If you wish to save your soul and win eternal life, arise from your lethargy. Make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Faith comes not through pondering, but through action. Not words and speculation, but, ex but experience teaches us what God is. To let in fresh air, we have to open a window. To get tanned, we must go out into the sunshine. Achieving faith is no different. We never reach a goal by just sitting in comfort and waiting, say the Holy Fathers. Let the prodigal son be our example. He arose and came home. And then finally, one last quote from Archbishop Averki, who writes, The Lord teaches us to first seek the kingdom of God and not to be distracted from this striving by any cares. We should not worry about acquiring and hoarding earthly treasures, which do not last long and will soon rot. Wherever one puts the things he treasures, that is where his mind constantly will be in thoughts, feelings, and desires. Thus, a Christian who must be in heaven with his heart should not be diverted by earthly things, but should strive to acquire heavenly treasures, which are the virtues. In order to do this, one must preserve one's heart as though it were one's eye. My dear friends, we live in a world, I don't have to tell you this, which evokes much anxiety in us, or tries to. This anxiety arises from the placing of one's hope in things which will pass away. 
things such as what we shall eat, drink, wear, etc. Things of this world. We're commanded, we're encouraged to not be anxious about anything. That can happen in your life and in mine because of the grace and the presence of God in us. What is our goal in life? Is it to reach the kingdom of God? Is it salvation? Or is it to be fat, happy, and comfortable? These things are not in and of themselves bad, and I don't want to represent that in any way. Uh, we have to plan. We have to be responsible. We have to provide for our families. We thank God. As a matter of fact, work is, is a good thing, not a bad thing. But what is really essential to understand today is how do we prioritize everything? Does it start with the kingdom of God, or is that an afterthought? And, you know, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So we live in uncertain times. Times have always been uncertain. So what? This is not anything new. We live in a, a world that does not know God. But it's up to us to not only work out our own salvation through fear and trembling, in fear and trembling, but to pray, to intercede, to show forth the light of Christ that is in us to others. We are his hands and feet in this fallen world. And the good news of the gospel is there is much, much more that awaits us in the kingdom of heaven. That sur surpasses this life so far that there no words can be found to fully describe it. We worship a God who loves us and has left nothing undone that we might be reconciled to him and know him forever. That should be numero uno. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.